How's everybody doing today? Welcome to the People Podcast with Kyle Healy, sponsored by NFP. Really exciting to uh, spend some time with all of you today. I got a great guest that we're going to talk to. Excited to welcome Tara McDill. Tara, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm great. It's great to be here with you, Kyle. Thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Tara is uh, currently at Stockbridge. I'm going to do a little bit of about Tara right now, and then I'm going to let Tara tell you about Tara in her own words. Tara is a human resource professional with over 15 years of diverse cultural work experience in finance, automotive technology, adult education, startup, and real estate development. She's recognized for strong communication, emotional intelligence, interpersonal skills, and she's one of those people that closely aligns human resources strategies to business vision to bring collaboration to all of the people on her team, which is super exciting and right in line with what we wanted to talk about today. So, Tara. Thanks for hopping on. Why don't you, you know, I know that's like your LinkedIn profile, which everybody's LinkedIn profile sounds really amazing. I joked at mine. I don't know who wrote mine, but it's really good. Why don't, in your own words, right? What do you do? Who do you work for? What's your day-to-day role look like currently? Oh, thanks. Well, it's good to be here with you today. I work at Stockbridge. I'm our director of HR. So I've been here about four years and it's been a wild ride. I'll say that we've been hiring like crazy. So that's a big part of my job. We've grown about 50%. We've doubled our AUM in the last four years, and we've been getting through this, you know, pandemic phase for the last two years. So that's that's been an interesting um, cultural evolution, I would say. Prior to Stockbridge, I worked for a VC firm that was GGB Capital. Uh, we worked with China. And prior to that, I worked for Hellman and Friedman for about six years, just over six years, private equity. And before that, I worked for BMW. So I think jack of all trades, master of none would probably be a very good title for me. You know, I cover all sorts of employee relations topics. We're just wrapping up our performance management process, which has gone on for about four months. We're excited. We're getting ready to announce our promotions. So we're getting to the end of it. And um, we're doing, we're focusing a lot on manager training this quarter, which I would say Stockbridge is particularly strong in growing its team. But as far as helping our managers be great leaders, that's an area we're really focused on strongly for 2022. That's awesome. I'm going to want to come back to that because that like in this, in this whole big switch, big resignation, whatever the heck you want to call it, I feel like that's like the secret sauce. So we're definitely going to get into that, but you also, it took us less than two minutes for you to mention pandemic. So like that's the, if we were like on Andy Cohen live or whatever that show is, that would be the words that everybody drinks to. So pandemic already out there, you mostly focus in the finance space, right? And the finance space is such a like, you want to be in the office, you work 80 hours a week, right? Like, I mean, that that's how I met you, Hellman and Friedman, right? It, it was go, 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 weekends. Great perspective then, because you've been in that space for a while. You've seen the sort of evolution and what the last two years have done. Let's not kind of bury the lead here, right? A lot of change accelerated and compressed in the past few years. What have you noticed specifically in your space and sort of the high finance space that has been so different over the past few years as opposed to maybe the you know 10 years you were in that space before it? Yeah, I think you know there have been a lot of changes. I would say one of the big changes for us is I'm in the real estate investment world and working from home is sort of unique. You know, we invest in office space. So just the fact that you know we're in our buildings is important. <laughs> To our leadership. And, that was like your own um, champagne, right? Like yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, cheers. So, you know, the idea of, you know, we're going back into the office. So we've been hybrid since June of 2021. 
and we're continuing to, you know, evolve there. And I think that is something that has been one of the biggest changes to actually for our management to see that employees do work well from home. Some don't, you know, let's try to find, you know, a happy medium, but still get our employees back to, you know, collaborate and finding, you know, what works best. I think another change has also been just, you know, we're a very high touch culture for our team. So, you know, addressing changes for people on a personal level, things that have happened at home, whether it's a passing in the family, you know, somebody being sick, you know, different things like that and trying to be flexible to our employees' needs. That's always something we've done. I think now it's just more, we've been put more focus on that. I think also- Is that an extension that leads to sort of like that manager training? Have you seen sort of the manager and their ability to impact and sort of in real time in a dynamic way appreciate those things? Is, Is that an extension of that for you all? That's a, that's a great point. I mean, having to lead remotely has been a unique challenge for our managers, you know, to the point of, you know, are you meeting with your employees every week? Do you get on video or not? Do you try to get together and, you know, have a bite to eat once a month in the office to, you know, just, just managing through, you know, all the issues that people have at home, whether it's, you know, a newborn, whether it's, you know, the the two new pets that you got, you know, what whatever it is, you know, your home renovation that's happening. So all the sort of background noise, plus people trying to work in spaces that aren't, you know, not everybody has an office. So that is that new? Is that suddenly more important than ever before? Right? Like, is it, you know, and I understand you guys are real estate investment, but I think right? At least when I was working directly with hedge funds back in the mid 2000s, late 2000s, right? There was this whole, like, you got your work life and your personal life and nobody really cared about your personal life, right? Like it was just, you, you come into work, you, you make money, you do your job. Is that a new thing? Is that a thing that you feel like has always set Stockbridge apart maybe? Is your your appreciation for the personal? What about kind of that the last two years? I think culturally it's a newer thing. I think for Stockbridge, no, it's not a new thing. We've we've always been, you know, very people first, people oriented, team oriented, cultural firm. But I would say generally in finance, I think that that is a new thing because and, and I and I have seen that through peers, you know, addressing issues that they've, you know, never had to address before from, you know, how do we handle, you know, this person's, you know, monitors and how, how do we, you know, they don't really have an office at home and, you know, um, yeah. different things like that. So d- different concerns before, or even, you know, how do they present? How do they show up when they are on Zoom? Like, you know, are they driving? Are they like, what are they, are they actually working? I mean, you know, turning the camera on, you know, just even being a little bit shy to be, to be, to be present. So there's, there's, different things. So yes, I think I think the management training is coming in to sort of help with with those newer areas that have evolved through this pandemic. And so you all have been dealing with that like you all said since since last June and it sounds like the the nature of your business, you're focused on your clients, right? There's a lot of offices, there's a lot of businesses, there's a lot of companies who it's just this perpetual delay, delay, delay that they they're still not ready to be back to the office. So Someone who's been through it, is dealing with it, probably had some fits and starts with it. Tips, pointers, lessons learned, things you would say like, well, first of all, you got to know this. Or second of all, don't make this mistake again. Well, having been through it, if there's anybody out there whose company is trying to figure it out, anything you kind of took away that you're like, if I could go back, I'd do it differently? Yeah. How would I coach my pre-pandemic self? I would probably say- There you go. That's the best. See, you're so good. (laughs) Yes. You're pre-pandemic. What would you say to your pre-pandemic self? 
I would probably say, hey, this is going to, you know, this is going to be a lot longer. So just like strap in and 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 do your best to to enjoy the ride because this this has really been very long. Also, you know, we're headquartered in San Francisco, California. So, you know, culturally we're different here than we have an office in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. So sometimes it, I, I would tell myself that you're going to go through a whole evolution of thought too about changing perspectives on a virus that you hadn't heard of two years back. So you really think, and I think this has been a great trial run for for any of us who, you know, go going through this, managing people through an unknown state. And I guess what I would tell myself too is don't be quick to to rush to judgment on anything. I think that's something that Stockbridge leadership has done incredibly well, has been respectful to employees and their feelings through this and tried to create a solution that works, you know, for the majority. And then you know, ease up for people that have stronger feelings of anxiety or health issues um, and, and what have you. So I think we've done a good job of sort of meeting in the middle and not coming out too strong. I would advise, you know, the same with this back to work and you alluded to the great resignation. I think, you know, people have, have been through a lot, so are tired, you know, through the whole process of it. So we were careful not to to come back and say, okay, we're going back five days a week you know, you better like that. You better be okay with that. We, we eased our way in. We've done two days. Now we're looking at three days and we're looking to, you know, see if that flexibility will continue to work for us. So really understanding the one size does not fit all approach. That is, that is probably, and that's sometimes key for HR because sometimes that's the simplest approach. You know, that's the fairest approach that that's generally where you try to come across so that there's parity, but, you know, I used to have a, I worked with a managing director and he said, look, I have four kids, you know, each has different needs. And so that's what I have to tell them sometimes is what works for Billy is not going to work for Jim. So, you know, this is, and so actually that was some very good advice for me. That's great. Personnel. What I heard was empathy, real care and concern, authentic care and concern for sort of the, the individual needs that your employees have maybe a little different nowadays than it was, you know, pre-pandemic where you had kind of cohorts and every millennial got treated like a millennial and it's not that easy anymore. I do like the practical advice too about let's throttle into some things. Let's put a governor on some of the return. You said you're looking at three days. Do you think there's ever a a point in time where, where, and you can just speak for Stockbridge, you don't have to speak for like the whole country or the entire financial industry or anything like that, but like where, where it is, you know, five days a week again, 80 hours a week, there's this bifurcation between home and work, or, you know, do you see this as like, this is a fundamental change? This is, this is, we never work the same again kind of thing. You know, that's interesting. I think, you know, with the millennials that we have in the workforce now, I think that we've changed pretty much for good going forward. I think voices have spoken that they want to have this flexibility and the technology that we have, I don't see why we can't, you know, continue to progress in this way. So, you know, unless there's a change again, there's an evolution again, where, and sometimes this happens, you know, we're possible. I just can't imagine, you know, hundred percent of people wanting to go in five days a week now that, you know, we've done this. In fact, I would, I think three to four days is, is suitable. I think, I think that totally works. I, I think, People are more productive than ever, you know, people that are working with their jobs. So 
Yeah, I think I think we have changed and I think we've changed based on our generations. We, you know, you see the millennial and the Gen Z group coming in and I think they're going to continue to want to have this flexible type of work style and be able to work around their workouts and, you know, time with each other and family and so on. So, yeah, somebody, I, I some kind of HR influencer I follow somewhere said the other day, it's, it's you know, the old adage of, of quality over quantity. Like, I, I don't necessarily need you to work 40 hours or even nine to five, like as long as you're, you're getting your job done. And I know that's not for every job, but I think you and I both agree. It sounds like at least in sort of flexibility, I heard you say, and, and making sure you've got the right technology to empower and enable your, your employees to do what they need to do wherever they are. Have you had any kind of difficult discussions either with peers or colleagues internally, externally? Have you come across somebody who doesn't agree? And do you have any kind of, how have you handled handled those conversations? Are there, are there ways you've pointed back? I heard you say our employees are just as productive. Are you finding that to be a tough sell? Do you, do you need to validate that in some way? Or do you, do you feel like, at least in your sphere, most people are in agreement with, with this perspective? I still think you have folks that really need to see people in order to believe that they're working. Um, but I feel like we've satisfied that by having you know people in the office three to four days. I, I don't think it's a tough sell. I think what's hard is determining what to what degree is appropriate. And I think we have decided to let our department managers decide that for their team. So give them some degree of flexibility of how does that work for, for our investment teams? For example, maybe it's better that they're in four days a week. Maybe it's maybe three days, you know, for more of, you know, our finance and accounting teams, maybe that's three days. So sort of evolving that. And, and I think being flexible to that is, is probably key. Again, not a one size fits all. And, and I haven't, I haven't seen pushback on that. I, th- I think everybody's in agreement that, you know, that change has arrived and, and we're there. That's awesome. I want to go. I do want to go back to the manager training, and I'd love for you to dive in a little bit more on this for me. Like so many articles and publications and thought leaders out there that you know, people leave jobs because of their manager, because of the person that has sort of like direct ownership, accountability, oversight over them. Was there a an aha moment for you all where you said like, "Oh, we got to we got to go equip and empower our managers better," or was this a result of the pandemic? Were you already leading this way beforehand? Just it's fascinating that you came to that, and it, it seems like an extension of all the other things you're talking about in terms of empathy and flexibility. But tell me a little bit how you how you guys arrived at that, and then and then what the what the rollout looks like. What are you guys doing to to kind of give them more of what they need? Yeah, I I think this was an area that we wanted to focus on pre-pandemic. You know, when the pandemic hit, it was unfortunate timing right at the very beginning of the year. And so then when we went remote, it was kind of, it was like, okay, how do we operate remotely? And so the idea of training didn't seem necessarily as doable in a remote capacity, you know, where you can't see people and really understand, are you getting this? Are you engaged? Are you, you know, is this moving you in some direction? But we've done some remote training, you know, we've done some unconscious bias training. We've done some diversity training. We've we've had a lot of our meetings through Zoom and different things like that. So we've seen that it can be effective breakout rooms and different things like that. So we've evolved our thinking in that I think still our desire is to have the in-person training, but, you know, we have seen how important the individual managers are, like that's played out, like I said, in real time, you know, through this pandemic. And 
but to, to your point, I mean, that the manager is so important to the day-to-day. Our focus right now, just coming off of our performance reviews was, you know, are we giving effective feedback? So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that can be an uncomfortable conversation when yeah. you, have, when you <laughs> nobody likes to give the, you know, everybody, it's, it's easy to give, hey, you're doing a good, you know, you're doing great on this. Good job. Keep going. But when you have to say somebody is is needs improvement somewhere, that can be a very difficult conversation. People shy away from that. So kind of learning the science of how people's brains sort of react to what can be perceived as negative was something that you know we work with a with a company and and we're we plan to to continue to work with them. But giving also our managers just a quick quick little little nugget of hey, when you approach this kind of conversation do these four things. And I got oh, quite man, a bit. I love that. Yeah. It helps a lot. It takes a, a, the anxiety out and you, you, you can just kind of approach it more as a coaching conversation versus, okay, here, I'm going to give you bad news. I know you're going to hate it. I'm going to hate it. You know, let's just get it over with. You know what so I mean? So that's like, an example of how not to set up a coaching conversation. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be bad for you. I'm about to give you bad news. You should probably go pour yourself a drink. That's right, got it. Right, okay, right, that's right, good. Right. Who's this company again? I need to take a class with this company. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, no, that, no, that, that, I don't know if you want me to talk, but we're gonna we're gonna start working with them. But they, it's nice because they do like this short and sweet little snippets. They're big here in Silicon Valley. You know, you can take ten minutes, and you you've got something that you can play and possibly replay if you want to, so you can have something actually a takeaway. Feel free you want to, me to yeah. elevate leadership. There we go. Elevate leadership. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking forward to continuing to work with them. We, we, we just started. I think that's the biggest thing is our managers are so busy. There's so much coming at them. We don't want to give them more work, but we want to just be able to empower them, you know, to help, you know, create these high performance teams, you know, as best as best we can. So this has been a desire of ours for several years and, and we're, we're coming coming through with it now. So excited about it. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. I, I love that idea. That's why I'm glad you. I'm glad you were comfortable giving them a shout out because I feel like that's a that's a cool thing that that everybody should be looking at and empowering your managers, equipping your managers, helping them have the right kind of conversations these days with employees. It's it's so different. I mean, even in the beginning when you were talking, right, like work and home and personal, it's all the yeah. same now because of like just what you see in people's backgrounds. It's it's hard having uncomfortable conversations sometimes when somebody's four-year-old walks into the room and you're yeah. trying, right? Like it's just a, it's a different environment. So I think that's uh, I think that's fantastic. I, so you're focusing on the managers and trying to help them be better at having those uncomfortable conversations. You mentioned people are tired. I heard a little bit earlier, right? Like, so talk to me a little bit about too, that this this paradigm is shifting, right? Like four days versus five days, 40 hours versus 20. When are you working? How are you working? A lot of stuff out there about burnout, being tired. Have you all started to, beyond the manager training, which I think almost ties right into it, have you all started to do anything else for employees or just the the company as a whole around mental wellness to try to avoid or get ahead of this, you know, burnout, people getting tired? Or is that is that always something Stockbridge focused on you know, so it, it wasn't something that you needed to to change or address uniquely because of the pandemic. Yeah, I think mental wellness has definitely been a, a, a topic that I don't think it was front and center. We we had wellness days in past before we sure. we, you know, and I think we addressed that through through our benefits offerings. But I think that concept of mental awareness, wellness, and knowing that people, you know, are kind of working twenty four seven, especially at home. 
and they have different stressors now. You know, we added mental wellness days to our calendar last year. They were very successful. So we really, yeah, we we added additional days to extend our holiday offerings this year, and we actually are closed between Christmas and New Year's. So I think that as much as people are not able, you know, are able to stop working between those two holidays, we notice that helps people a lot, sort of rejuvenating a little bit and being able to just turn off. And I, that's only really works if management is supportive of it. Cause it's, it's, it's one thing to say, Hey, we have these days on the calendar. It's another day to like not be asking people to work on those days. So I think we've gotten some pretty great support with that. And we've seen, that's been really, really helpful to people. And also, I mean, making managers aware that, you know, these are serious times. These are difficult times for people beyond just the stressors of work. So I I think it's, we've all come full circle with that to just be more aware, to be more sensitive, trying to be more positive when we're with each other, when, you know, when we collaborate, when we see each other, like, let it be a more positive experience and have a sensitivity to that. Um, I think it's gone a long way for our team, but, but it's certainly, you know, it's certainly an ongoing issue. I, I don't think it just stops with Omicron. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, agree. No. Have you, do you have a sense that, because right when, when I think if you were to say to most people, professionals or benefit professionals, mental health days or no meeting Fridays, their first thought is tech Silicon Valley, which while you all are in a tech firm, you're out there in that area. Has that area had that kind of impression on you all? Or was this something that, that you know, you weren't really looking at, at peers like that from a talent perspective when you made that decision? It was just about your people. Yeah, I, I definitely think where we work has shaped us. I think I would be wrong if I said, you know, no, it was just an idea I just had out of the blue. I- <laughs> Tara, take all the credit for it. I will. I will totally back you. Tara McDill, I, I did the no meeting follow- Friday, everybody. <laughs> I think that, you know, different companies offer different things based on their size and, you know, what they can afford um, and, you know, what they have with, with their people. But I, but I think I, like I said, I mean, I think being in the real estate investment industry, you know, the culture is, is slightly more old school, or I would maybe old school is not the right word, more traditional in the way they think. And I think finance is the same way. And so I definitely have seen a shift and an evolution in that. And, you know, I think it's baby steps. I'm a big believer in when you want to see change, that it's got to be small change. It does need to be small improvements in order for bigger things to happen. And, 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 you know, then it sort of catches up and it rolls forward. But you know, you can't go online and, and read news without reading something, you know, sort of tragic, you know, around mental health. So I think it is top of mind for for most everybody now. Incremental change leads to momentum and bigger changes. I, I like that a lot too. Terry, you're full of nuggets that it's great. So the last then question, as you're talking about small changes leading to bigger changes, what's on your roadmap? What's next? Like where as you're as we hopefully and I say this sitting here with like, I think we were just saying earlier, you don't have to wear a mask in your office anymore tomorrow, February 1st, right? I don't know when this actually gets published or posted, but it is tomorrow's February 1st as we're recording this. If we think about like possibly the end is there, we can see the finish line maybe. What's next? What are you all thinking about in terms of then 
your people and how to continue kind of creating this environment where they're not burning out and they want to come work for you and they're still productive, right? Like, do you have anything on your roadmap or, or are you wait and see? Yeah, no, I definitely feel like 2022 is a year that we can, you know, start planning again, which was nice. I felt like 2021 kept, you know, certain stops, certain stops. So, you know, the manager training is a big one. We also are very focused on, you know, diversity, diversity of thought within our teams and also appropriately staffing our teams. So we've grown a good amount. We've doubled our assets under management. We 2020 and 2021 have been two of our biggest years ever to date as far as growth. So I think it's it's really like, how do we continue to provide what our employees need regardless? And, you know, a lot of that is, you know, finding that right balance of being in the office so that that is, is, is working. And, you know, I think there's got to be something said for us being so successful and we've been out of the office probably for a good year, year and a half. And so, you know, I think that has contributed to some of our success. I think employees have seen that, have appreciated that flexibility and have been able to deliver and, and uh, perform at a higher degree. We, we we're promoting the most people I think we have promoted uh, year over year this year, really looking forward to that. Um, And uh, we've seen, seen some incredible growth. So I think there has to be a bit of a tie between those two, two things. So, and also our retention is, is quite good too. I mean, it hasn't been awful and I'm hoping that this year will not be awful as well. I hope some of these things that we have have planned will pay off for us with our retention numbers. So Tara, me too. That is, that is going to be the title of this episode is I hope this year will not be awful. That is, that is going to be, that's going to be, uh, this is a podcast with Tara McDill titled, I hope this year will not be awful. That's uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy. I appreciate you doing me this favor and thanks for uh, sharing all that. I'd love to check back in in a couple months and see how the management training is going. Maybe just for like a quick, a quick update. I think that would be uh, super interesting. Oh, I'd love to share more. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for your interest in that. We're excited about it. That would be awesome. For more episodes like this and other really great information, everybody remember to go to www.nfp.com. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can kind of find us on Instagram. Please go check out Tara McDill on LinkedIn. I think if you just search Tara McDill on Stockbridge, I'm not sure she's got all of her privacy settings updated. I think you can find her. Feel free to link with her, reach out, shoot her a message. I'm sure she'd be happy to connect. And in the meantime, stay well, stay healthy, and we will see you next time. Thanks, Tara, and thanks, everybody.